Welcome to now, everyone. Welcome to here. It's so good to be with you in this moment, right now, right here. I'm coming at you from Thailand. Oops, what's happening here? There we go. Hi, Marta, hey Robin. It's uh, about just after 8 a.m. here in the morning. And uh, realizing I haven't done a podcast in a really long time. I don't even remember when the last time I did a podcast is. I know it's been before this trip. Um, so a lot to share, a lot to catch up on. Then I'm going to go into my private group, The Secret Glow. And uh, we're going to continue in a more intimate way there. Hello, Phyllis. So good to see you here. Yeah, it feels good. It feels good to be here right now. One thing that's interesting is the routine that's been happening. Let me give you a, a little view of the back, the back side here. Lots of palm trees. And uh, the other side is the ocean, but that's a little harder to, to uh, show you. Takes a little maneuvering. I'm gonna just send some invites to some folks. Yeah, it's uh, there's a sense of um, welcome, Christopher. There's a sense of something that's a little bit uh, challenging to speak about, perhaps, traditionally. A little bit hard to talk about. Welcome, Cheryl. Uh, but we're going to talk about it today because it's a big theme of what's arising. There's several different things I want to point at and want to touch on, and we're going to link them all together, connect them all together as one. Welcome, Danielle. So we've been on this trip for, hey Christopher, we've been on this trip for, the funny thing is, the one thing is, even knowing the days, is uh, it's like, what day is it? What time is it? Um, oh, it's in the now, it's right now. Oh, okay, it's right now. Um, so I think it's almost February 1st, and I believe, we left for this trip like January 9th. So that means it's been several weeks, like I said, and um, we started in Northern California for a few days, maybe two nights, and then had a layover in Shanghai, China, and then came to Bangkok, and then was in Bangkok, and then did our silent retreat for four days, and then back to Bangkok and then to the islands. We're in the island now, Kopangan. Kopangan, which is a pretty amazing place and we're blessed to be by the ocean. 
So I'm connecting with the water and the ocean in a way that I, I probably haven't since I was young. Um, just every night at sunset, coming down and, and going to the water, swimming to the water, and um, the oxygenation, the, um, the salt water, the beauty of the sunset. And all these things are just, they're not, they don't involve money, they don't involve consumerism, right? It's just all natural and available for us. It's all natural and available here to us, for us. Um, all we need to do is to be present, is to be present to it, to be present to it, to be available to it. And that requires a certain level of quietude. That requires a certain level of quietude. That requires, I've seen your questions, Robin, I'll, I'll get to them. I'll answer all your questions. Just uh, let me share a couple of things first. There's a certain level of inner quietude, which is a, means the mind is not elsewhere. The mind is here. The mind is present. And when the mind is present, there's a certain level of quietude, which means you're, you're available to take in what's here and what's now. And being available to take in what's here and what's now, you start to notice what's here and what's now. And then there's the potential to appreciate what's here and now. There's the potential to be grateful for what's here and now. And secondly, there is the potential to participate in what's here and now. So, let's start with some reflections from the silent retreat and then move into reflections from being on the island here and then Go from there, anything you have, and then I'm going to go into the secret glow, the private group. So, the silent retreat, this is the second one that we've led. We have another one that we're leading March 22nd to the 25th, which you are all uh, invited to uh, in Florida, Gainesville, Florida, where we've done a lot of retreats thus far. Beautiful spot, Gainesville Retreat Center. Silent Retreat was a four-day retreat. It came, it kind of came together a bit late. Um, and it was four days. And for me, it was a phenomenal experience. I mean, I think it was a phenomenal experience for everyone, but I'm speaking, I'm speaking with my own personal experience here for a moment. Um, something about the Buddhist culture, being in the Buddhist culture, had, there was a library there. Um, I was reading a lot of books with Zen, Buddhism, Krishnamurti. Um, there was an energy to the ashram that we were in that was really powerful. And it put me in a really profound level of inner silence. And that space 
Um, another thing that's gonna happen related to that is I'll get this like ecstatic, blissful feeling in like right in this area, the lower part, which in, they would call the third eye in Indian spirituality. So I'll get this like kind of ecstatic feeling right in here and it just kind of, I just relax into it and it just comes on when it comes on, right? Um, but it's related to this depth of silence, this depth of quietude, inner silence, inner quietude. And there's a feeling of, to go kind of deep, all right? There's a feeling of not even being a person, not even having the sense of the story of the self, the, the ego, the sense of a separate sense of a separate self, the sense of the story of a self. <clears throat> the story of the self is seen as a story of the self, and the story of the self means it's, means it's not true. That's why it's a story of the self, right? So you're just sort of observing the story of the self, but you are you are this this silence, and that's what allows you to rest in the silence. You can't be a person trying to be silent. You can't be a person trying to be quiet. Welcome, Will. You can't be a person trying to find inner peace in what I'm talking about. It's like you, it's the, the person trying to find the silence disappears as the center. In my case, the person was still present but seen as not the center, not that, not the essence of who I am. And I, I'm saying it past tense, but really it's present tense, it's future tense, it's every tense, right? But, I'm, but this silent retreat was where, because there was no words being spoken, there was this depth that was allowed to emerge into being. So in this space, there's a sense of the transcendence of form, the transcendence of life and death, the transcendence of birth and death, the transcendence of anything that's a duality, anything that's a this or that, right? There's a transcendence of things, transcendence of all that is, and includes all that is, includes all that is. So there's things happening, but there's not a sense of being dependent upon those things happening. Now that was interesting in regards to our relationship with Annie, which we can get into um, at some point soon, if she'd like to. Um, it was a bit, uh, I think, confusing for her initially, which we're still I'm still kind of, I'm pointing out to her when this conscious emerges, hey, I'm, in, I'm getting in this deep meditative state right now. Because um, it just comes on, right? Um, and there's this real sense of truth. There's this real sense of, yes, a sense of oneness with, with all, right? There's a real sense of, um, this is who I really am. This is who I really am. And it's so simple and so quiet that to, to the mind, it could even seem boring. It could even seem boring. In fact, it probably will seem boring, which leads to the next point, okay, which leads to the title of this podcast. Paradise is dangerous. Paradise is dangerous. 
practice is very dangerous because I've heard from so many people um, so often, so many times, so many places that they get to paradise and they kind of go insane, literally, like nervous breakdowns, um, periods of insanity, uh, periods of incredible depression, despair, um, dark nights of the soul, right? So and maybe that's something you've experienced yourself, right? And I'm in paradise right now. So um, I can totally see how that happens. And I'm gonna to explain to you how that happens right now. I know you're excited, I know you're inspired, I know you can't, I know you're on the edge of your seat. So, in our normal life, we have a lot of problems, right? We have a lot of problems. And we, if we're honest, we like having something to blame someone to blame, a situation to blame, circumstances to blame for our suffering. We like having something to blame for our suffering. We really love having someone to blame for our suffering. This is a big, this is a big, you know, so it's like my mother, my father, those are two big ones. Of course, my husband, my wife, my son, my daughter, my, uh, you know, my neighborhood. The weather is a huge one, the weather, right? Uh, my boss wants something to blame, someone to blame. Um, and many times they're valid, right? There's, there's major challenges that we're facing. Externally, there's external challenges that we're facing. So, what happens is people are striving very big in America, not so big in Thailand. People are striving to get to a future place that's better. They're striving to get to the future place that's better. They don't have these kind of situations, these circumstances happening. So they're putting a lot of energy, a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of effort, a lot of envisioning into getting to that place, right? So maybe, um, could be years goes by, right? A lot, of, a lot of time goes by and you get to that spot. You get to that island paradise. You get there, you finally make it, right? Weather's perfect, boss isn't there anymore, the job you hate isn't there anymore, the people that you dislike or that are holding you back aren't there anymore, the people here on the island are relaxed, friendly, easygoing. So what happens? Now, you're left, and especially if it's like, um, if the place is, is quiet, if the place is more quiet, just the sounds of nature even more so, you're left with facing yourself, which is all there ever really was to begin with. That's, that's the ultimate, um, ground level, if you will, right? You're left to face yourself. And you start to realize that like, I actually, there's a, there's a huge part of me that actually 
shall we say, likes to suffer, is conditioned to suffer, is addicted to suffering. There is a big part of me that likes problems, likes problems, enjoys problems. Now, I don't say this in the sense of it being good or bad, I just say it as a fact, right? So the mind likes to have problems and to solve problems. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, it's just what the mind does. And there's always problems to solve, but they're on a much more, <laughs> they're on a much more smaller level, right, than when you're in the other world, right? Um, so it leaves this space to face yourself. And in some cases, to face yourself for the first time, right? So paradise is dangerous. Paradise is very dangerous. Don't come here unless you want to face yourself, unless you want to face what's happening on a deeper level inside you, what's moving inside you on a deeper level. You become aware of your thoughts, your feelings, your stories, your beliefs about yourself, about others, about the world. And there's a certain sense of restlessness that can arise, which can be moved through, by the way. It's, it's just because you're, you're used to having a nervous mind. You're used to having a neurotic mind. And that's sort of so common where you've been that it's um, not really apparent. But when you start to go somewhere where that's not the norm, then it becomes apparent, right? And there's no one else to blame. So if you can face that, that danger of like looking at yourself and facing yourself, then of course something really, something a, a much deeper level of, of coming into peace with yourself, with life, coming into a sense of inner freedom with yourself, with life, empowerment, unconditional love can emerge and emerges. Hello, Jackie. Robin says, an artist working alone a lot. I've had to face that a lot myself. Yeah. Yeah, so as an artist, so I can relate to that as a, as a I actually did some painting back in the day when I was like in my 20s. Um, but as a, let's say as a writer, and as a poet, you're sitting down by yourself and you're, you are facing yourself because in order to get into a space of creativity, which is so much of what this is about, um, being the life artist, right? Being the life artist, being in a creative energy requires a certain level of presence, which requires a certain level of availability, which requires a certain level of openness of the mind, of the heart, of the body, which requires a certain level of stillness, of silence to access and then the creative energy moves through you. So there's, there's two components to what I'm pointing at, which uh, I feel like makes what I'm sharing full, whole, complete, right? So the first part is the inner silence, the stillness, the spaciousness, the quiet mind, presence, the power of now, right, what Eckhart Tolle focuses on. And 
then from there, but only then from there, only then from there, there's a creative energy that moves through you. You're available for creative energy to move through. That's the second part. That's the part two. The other part without the second part, incomplete. Second part without the first part, not even gonna happen. So the second part, you become available for this creative energy to move through you. Now, what I've been really kind of exploring is what the teachings have talked about, all the spiritual teachings, not all the spiritual teachings, many spiritual teachings have talked about for thousands of years is letting go of the personal will for, as they say in the Bible, thy will, or this larger will beyond the ego to overtake one, to move through one. That's a really fascinating inquiry, which one we haven't, I don't feel we've touched on enough, right? So we talk about manifestation, but who wants to manifest and why, right? So there's this space where, is there a personal will? I want to do this for the benefit of my story, to increase my story. Self-centered, selfishness, right? Self-centeredness. Not saying it's bad, just saying it's a thing to notice, to look at, to be aware of. Everything here is about self-awareness, self-awareness. So you notice that. Hey, Nissa. And is it possible to have a larger inspiration, a more vast, a more connected, a more unified inspiration, motivation, movement come through the channel, the vessel, the vehicle that is you and me. Now that's an exciting question. And it's really the question, and it's a question that's not, not often asked. You know, the secret doesn't distinguish that at all. Distinguish, the secret doesn't make that distinction at all. Um, there's just, oh, I want a diamond ring, I want a new car, I want da blah, 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 right? I want a new house, I want this, I want that. Um, but that's a really interesting inquiry of like, where's the motivation coming from? Where's the inspiration coming from? And when it comes from this larger space and the way you could feel it is, is this of service to the whole? Is this inspiration desire of service to the whole? And so it's a felt sense, right? We're not really conditioned that way in America. We're conditioned to be self-centered. We're conditioned to be an individual. Um, and this would, certainly include the individual, but it would be something larger. So it's not like, oh, I'm gonna like make myself suffer for, it's, it's, it's beyond the duality of me or the other. It's a really fascinating inquiry because it's not something that we're normally touching on. We're normally thinking about ourselves or thinking about someone else. But is there something that is thinking about both? Is thinking about everything, everyone, all of existence, this universal creative intelligence, the universe creative intelligence that's moving all things, accessing all things, and, and the, the intelligence that makes the sunrise, that makes the flowers bloom, right? That makes the stars twinkle, that makes your heart beat, that makes your hair grow, that makes um, 
the wind blow through the trees, like that universal creative intelligence, can we access that and have that move through us in a very natural, effortless, um, relaxed, open yet powerful way, right? The Tao, as they call it in Taoism, God, as they call it in many other places, Allah, as they call it in some places, uh, can this energy, can we be connected to that and have that move through us? Can we be unified and have that intelligence move through us? And then our inspiration, our movement, our, um, our dreams, like we're dreaming, like we're God dreaming. We're the ima what we're imagining is what the intelligence is imagining, the universal intelligence God is imagining through us, dreaming through us, creating through us. Like that's where we want to be, right? That's the place to be. That's the place we certainly can be. And we actually on a deeper level are when we relax, open, and come into this moment. When we come into this moment. That's, that is available and accessible to all of us, of course, because... We're a part of this world, we're a part of this universe. We're a part of everything that we encounter, everything that we see, everything that we experience. But when we're lost in the mind, when we're lost in the story of me, we lose sight of that, we lose awareness of that. And all we're trying to do is, we think we're in competition, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world, it's me against the rest of the world, I have to try to get things for myself before you get things for yourself. I have to try to improve the image of me before you improve the image of yourself, and there's scarce resources, there's not much here, so we have to fight. There's fear, right? There's a level of fear. There's a Separation brings a level of fear. It's really simple when you bring it down to a basic level. When you're in a world of separation, you're in a world of separate things, and you're one of those things, and your life is temporary, then you're fighting for survival and there's fear, there's constant fear, there's constant anxiety, there's constant stress, there's constant worry. When you recognize, you can even like take a breath on this, right? When you recognize that there are no separate things and that there's only one thing, which isn't really even a thing, and you are that one thing, then there's a sense of love. There's a sense of unified, I call it the unified feel, there's a sense of connection. It's even beyond connection. Connection still implies separation, right? Oh, I'm connected to this. Well, the two things are still separate. But this is like, there's not even a sense of connection. There's just this one essence. And you are that one essence. Then there's this relaxed openness, and then there's this availability to serve this unified field, which is just a reflection of yourself and everywhere you look and everything you encounter, and to be available for that. You don't have to know how to do it. You have to be available for it to be done through you, right? So, to bring it back to the artist, the painter, the musician, the poet, the writer, Hey, Kimberly, welcome. The dancer, Kimberly's a dancer. You don't have to know how to do it. In fact, if you know how to do it, then you're not available for this intelligence to move through you. So it's a really fascinating thing. It's very different than the way you work prior. It's like when you're lost in the ego, 
The ego wants to know, understand everything, wants to control, right? Because the ego's in a state of fear. Fear of what's gonna happen, control, control, control. But to me, I say control is an illusion, right? I think it's an absolute illusion and we don't actually have control at all. But we can be empowered, but we can only be empowered in a different kind of a way. We can be empowered by being available to the one power, to the universal power. Something's happening on the roof. I'm not sure what's going on up there. Maybe there's a, um, some kind of monster up there or something. Um, but whatever it is, it's part of the unified field, right? Monsters on the roof, whatever is emerging is just part of this unified field. So as a writer, as a musician, as an artist, as a painter, we become available. What wants to be painted through me? This is when you're doing it really well. This is when you, your genius comes through. What wants to be painted through me right now? What wants to be written through me right now? What wants to be said, right? The podcast is an art, is a work of art. This is art, right? There's nothing really prepared. There's a kind of a, uh, uh, kind of a vague theme, and that, that's not even really necessary, but it's here today. So it's sort of a vague theme, but then it's just spirit, God, source, life, universe, higher self, all just words, all just concepts for something that's beyond any of them. What wants to move through me in this moment? So that's guiding what's being said. So it's really, you know, the word channeling, to channel, it's really to channel is what it is. And that's, that's probably the best way to say it. Because you're literally being available for this intelligence to move through you. You are a channel for this intelligence to move through you. So what I see happening is more and more, we're gonna be channeling ourself. We're not channeling some six density alien from you know, 3,000, 3,300, whatever, some future you know, time in the world. We can, it's fine, it's good, it's all right. I'm, I'm, I'm for it, but at the same time, you can channel more directly yourself, which is the self, which is the one self, through the unique um, vehicle that is you, right? Through the unique vehicle that is you. And we all have different bodies. Our bodies are like a beautiful, each of our bodies is like a beautiful instrument. So it will come through the beautiful instrument that is you in a unique way. And that's what's so beautiful about life. It's like there's the oneness, but then there's this incredible diversity at the same time. And you are a beautiful, diverse expression of the one divine infinite essence. And uh, it's a pleasure to be sharing this moment with you. Questions, comments? Jokes, riddles, stories. I like this question a lot by Robin. Wanting to be needed or of value to the whole can be a selfish desire. No. I was, um, I think it's a really good question. It's something that I was inquiring into as well. I'm not thinking it's like particularly around uh, between, because we had another retreat, New Year's was also powerfully a New Year's retreat. We'll have another one, our third annual New Year's retreat next year, if you want to 
get on board for that already, you can let me know. And we have an Italy retreat, seven day. This is gonna be phenomenal. I mean, I, it's because I care I tell you guys about these things, okay? Like this Italy retreat, the price is phenomenal. Seven days in an incredible, gorgeous mansion on the lake with incredible food every day, with yoga, with uh, swimming in the lake, with um, great people. It's just, and it's seven days, so you get to go so deep. Um, uh, so that's that's in June, and we were looking at flights. We can get flights from the states for like between two hundred and three hundred dollars to Italy. Um, so please, like this is great here, but. Explore delving in deeper. Explore the the, uh, the private group, uh, which is a link for thebigglow.com/online. Explore having a personal session with me. Um, explore, explore, explore. Keep exploring. So um, I'll send you the website, Robin. I don't recall the the price, but I know for seven days. Um, I think it's six nights or seven nights plus all the food, plus the retreat, plus all the offerings. It's a pretty phenomenal deal. There's only a few rooms left actually as well. Um, so this question, about selfish desire. I wrote, there's a piece in my book, The Big Glow, the first book, and the, it's called, It's Good to Be Selfish. It's good to be selfish. So, I don't wanna make it sound like you should try not to be selfish. It's not really the point. Um, I think that you should live the most ecstatic, joyful, bliss-filled, amazing, inspired, incredible, beautiful life you possibly can. But the thing is, most people, most people don't know how to do it. They have no idea how to do it, and if they do, they're not doing it, right? Are you, are you noticing people bouncing off the walls with ecstasy around you when you walk down the street? They don't think so. So it's not about like not being selfish, it's about doing it right, doing it in a way that works, doing it in a way that actually like makes it happen, right? So the way we've been doing it mostly is like just Folks on this measly little self, this measly little illusionary story of me and trying to improve this tiny little story of me, it doesn't work. It, it creates suffering. It creates suffering. And there's a through line. There's a through line. It seems like all these teachings are like saying different things when you first get into it, but when you go deeper, they're not. They're all saying the same thing. And they're all saying that. They're all saying that doesn't work. That's an illusion. That's creating suffering. It's not, it's not, it's not bringing... Um, it's not the solution to suffering, it's the problem of suffering. So as you start to see who you really are, and this is what it really comes down to, is seeing who you really are, who the, the, the true self, the absolute self, what the true self, the absolute self is, then there are these four qualities that I talk about. There's the freedom, the absolute freedom, absolute love, absolute empowerment, absolute inner peace. And from that place, what moves through you? What moves through you? So it could be like really simple, like I desire a drink of water, I am thirsty, right? 
I desire to make a retreat in Italy that will benefit people. I desire to help this person that I see crying, right? I desire to take a walk. My body needs exercise. I think actually in, it's probably the opposite of what we think. Probably most of the desires will be very simple, basic, not really that different. Then we can have big visions come through. Like I desire to write a book, you know, I desire to, but you're doing it. It's like you're recognizing that your body, it's like, I, you think you start off thinking this is your body, right? This thing. And then it's like, no, this whole universe is my body. So now I'm serving something so much bigger. I'm available for something so much bigger. And because I'm available for something so much bigger, I have so much energy and inspiration coming through me because I need more inspiration. All right. I'm calling in more inspiration and desire to move through me to serve this larger body, which is now myself. So it's like you recognize that this body is actually a cell in the larger body and the larger body is who you really are. And it's so, even me talking about it right now, it's such a beautiful feeling to like, to speak to that and to notice that and to recognize that and to feel that. And it really is the true essence of love. It really is the true essence of what love is beyond the ideas of love that we're given, you know, the kind of superficial layers of love that we're given. Jackie says, layers of I like this, I don't like that, are lost if you get rid of the self. It is the pretty self we need to lose, lost. Not the true self, our gifts, the reasons we're here. Yes. Uh, it, Andy's sharing the, the link for the re Italy retreat. I don't think it's, I'm not sure if it's lit up for some reason, if it's, if it's, uh, if it's a live link, that's the term. But uh, in any case, that information is easily accessible. Welcome, Tracy. Exactly. Maybe if on one hand we are all one, Robin says being selfish is being giving. Right, like being giving, to be, giving is receiving, receiving is giving. Giving is receiving, it's like, this, it's like this flow. And what do we wanna do? What do we wanna do? I wrote about it earlier this week on a post. What do we wanna do? We wanna be in the flow. We wanna be in the flow, giving, receiving, receiving, giving, giving, receiving. And we're like, it's like the breath, you know? Like we've been doing these, by the way, we, we um, speaking of being in the flow, we came to Thailand, not even knowing if the seminar retreat was gonna come together, because it was kind of late, a late bloomer, shall we say? But it did come together. And then we got invited to do breath work in, where did we get invited? Bangkok. We got invited to breath work this weekend in, um, in uh, an island called Koh Samui. We got invited to do breath work in Chiang Mai, which we're gonna follow up on later in the year. And we got invited to Bangkok again, a different place later. Um, so it's like when you're in this flow, the opportunities to start to arise in a way you have faith. Exactly. The opportunities start to arise in ways that you don't comprehend with your mind, you don't understand with your mind. Flow motion is our dance for connection. So Kimberly was our host in uh, Asheville, which was, oh, what a, man, what a month this was. That was also this month. 
we did a, a breathwork in Asheville, North Carolina, and Kimberly was our host, and it was really beautiful, powerful, and we were talking about her about um, doing a, a retreat in Asheville in the spring that integrates dance as part of that, so stay tuned for that. Jackie's working from home, so she can work in the flow. Great, excellent, fantastic. Yeah, but you know when you're in the flow and it's like, so the breath is a great gateway to that. It's like, inhale, exhale. Taking, or should I say, let's say receiving, that may feel more gentle and kind. Receiving, giving. Receiving. You watch the waves out here to the to the to my right. It's like giving, receiving, giving, receiving. It's like everything in the universe has this kind of give and receive, give and receive. So if you're just giving, giving, giving without receiving, or if you're just receiving, receiving, receiving without giving, you lose that that flow. Right, you lose that presence. And when, but when you're present, there's this natural sense of being in that flow together, being that rhythm together. So, it's good to be back, good to be forward, good to be here and now. We're gonna continue this in the uh, Secret Glow with my secret friends, which you can be one if you just click the link, thebiglow.com slash online and join us and have a more intimate conversation there. I appreciate you all so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining me in the morning in Thailand. And uh, see you in the next now.